showtime. This week is a high energy, genre bending performer who's all about being true to her music. She charted eight singles while fronting Trick Pony, and her first solo project included the platinum certified smash hit, Johnny and June. Her new album, The Barfly Sessions, features collaborations with some musical giants, and she happens to be one of Bill's favorite singers. Please welcome to the Rosie and Bill show, Heidi Newfield. Heidi, welcome to the show. Hi, y'all. It's so good to see you. Even <laughs> if we have to see each other through a, a camera. Definitely. We are so excited to have you here. You are quite a powerhouse singer, and it's, it's really an honor to have you here. Well, thank you for, thank you for the compliment. I, it's much appreciated. Well, and, and Heidi, if you don't mind, I, I just wanted to follow up a little bit on that in terms of, of the compliment and what Rosie said about you being one of my favorite singers, favorite performers. I'd just like to take a moment and turn back the clock a little bit and share a quick story because I think this will help give our viewers some insight into not just how amazing you are as a performer, but the person that you are. Oh. So 2005, um, Kenosha, Wisconsin, yeah. Harbor Thunder. It was an August day and the days leading up to this show, the weather out there was atrocious. I lived in Northern Illinois at the time and okay. it was raining, torrential rains. There might've even been a tornado coming through the Midwest. It was awful, but all I know is Trick Pony was headlining Harbor Thunder, Daryl Singletary, Red Aikens, Chad Brock, Bobby Pinson were all going to be there. Okay, now I'm I'm remembering. A lot of times when you when you tell yeah. us when you tell me who I was playing with, that helps me put put all the pieces together. So yes, yes, and there were supposed to be a very large crowd there, but no one was sure up until the day of the show if the show was going to go on. Right, those but are the show. It, it went on. And there may have been, I'm not really good at estimating crowds, but I'm going to say 100, 150. It was small. small, crowd. small, it was small but dedicated. <laughs> and, and what amazed me was from Bobby Pinson to Daryl Singletary, Rhett Akins, everybody, all the way up to you when you closed the show, everybody just did a great job. And Heidi, you guys performed. There could have been 100,000 people there. It didn't matter that there was only 100 or so of us in the audience. You gave it everything you had. And that's not the best part. The best part was after the show. Oh, yeah. After the show, I got to talk songwriting with Bobby Pinson. 
I shared a couple of Crown Royals with Chad Brock in a golf cart. What? Not me? You didn't share Crown Royals with me? That's wrong. I think you were, you might have still been finishing up after you were okay. playing. Um, <laughs> but then out comes Heidi and Ira off the bus. And you were the most approachable, personable person uh, I've ever met in terms of an entertainer or performer at the time. And you put smiles on everyone's faces. You were hugging people. You were shaking hands. You were signing things. And I'm going to show you. Hopefully you can see this. I can see that. I have to look to there's, my monitor. There's Heidi. Trip big, old, big old first name right there. Yep. Yeah. Ira. I've got Chad and Bobby on the other side of the hat. I still have it. That's so cool. And as a country music fan from Philly who was living in Illinois at the time, I just want to thank you for all you did to just bring a lot of joy to people after a difficult time with all that weather out there. And I just think that, again, it's one thing to be a great performer, but I also put, put you towards the top of the list in terms of just being a great person. So I want to thank you for that. And I just wanted to share that story with our guests and with you, well, I'm sorry, with our audience, our viewers, and with you as our guest. Well, thank you, Bill. I, I, you know what? It's so I love doing these interviews, and I love when um, I get to meet up with somebody like yourself who I've crossed paths with in the past, and maybe you know it's been a hot minute since um, since we've seen each other. And I love hearing these stories because, you know, I just was taught at a very very young age, growing up on a ranch and um, in. Northern California on the West Coast, um, we, you know, it was it was hard work. You know, we had a, a lot of work, you know, we, we developed our work ethic as little kids. Um, so I've always known how to work hard and how to play hard. And I've always had a, a, a love of music and I knew what I wanted to do as a, as a young as a young girl. And so my my mom started, you know, there were so many things that were instilled in me. And one of those has always been um, never to take things for granted, never to take your audience for granted, however small, however large. And so that's why I think that even with, the, you know, the trick pony days, we, we almost always, I can't really remember very many shows ever that we didn't have a like-minded attitude of, and, and I carry this with me today, you know, things happen, you can't control the weather, um, you know, so sometimes things happen, obviously things happen, it's 2020, we don't even need to go into that yet, but, but you know, as things happen, you have to just kind of roll with the punches, and you have to give your best no matter what, and I love people, which works out really well um, for, for this job, I really genuinely enjoy the uh, the exchange of energy from the stage and the uh, the energy that the crowd gives you know gives me back and and our players and so forth and I enjoy the after you know I get I enjoy meeting people from all all walks of life and all around the country all around the world and um, I feel blessed and lucky to get to do what I love to do even though it's hard work and, it, and it's not so glamorous and all of that, it's, I feel, you know, a sense of purpose. And, and um, so th thank you for recognizing that. And thank you for telling me, thanks for that story. That makes me feel good. Sure. I've been hearing that story for a long time. And I mean, he, he really 
genuinely appreciated your accessibility, your kindness, your, you know, just the warmth. And, you know, not every performer has that. There are plenty of talented performers out there. We had a, a guest on our show recently who was saying that same thing that not everybody's warm and fuzzy. After the show, they just want to go, yeah. and, you know, or, or they're a little awkward or shy or whatever. Um, yeah. So we're, we're all different. But boy, when, when you have someone like yourself who really is there and is present for your fans. People I'm a road manager's, like, hell job because getting me together like getting me and you know pulling me away is like herding cats it's really hard to it's hard to do but uh it's it's you know i kind of follow the, the philosophy of dolly which is uh, which you know if dolly said it says it it's it's like you know uh, like written in red you know it's pretty it's pretty intense i i follow the the rule of dolly and, uh, and she has always said, it's not, she was asked the question, would she, you know, does she get bothered when she's at the Cracker Barrel or, or if she's at blah, da, da shopping and she gets stopped and asked for an autograph or if she's inconvenienced or ever bothered by that. And she said, oh, Lord, no. She said that I signed up for this. And she said, it's not when people ask me for my autograph or anything uh, like that, that bothers, that, that bothers me. It's when people don't ask me, when, if people stop asking me for my autograph or stop wanting to come to my shows, then I will, then I will genuinely be worried. So that's kind of the rule of thumb I go by. Well, that's great. And uh, the one thing that also seems very apparent about you, Heidi, is that you are really authentic in your art. You walk to the beat of your own drum. You don't want to be pigeonholed with your musical creations. And when did that become so important to you to really have that creative freedom with your music? Was it always like that for you? That's a great question. You know, um, the there's a long and a short answer. I'll try to make it a short answer. The, the short answer is... Early on, I, I did not feel that. I did not feel like I could do anything I wanted musically, largely because when I started out uh, with Trick Pony, even though I had sung back home, I had been a demo singer here in Nashville, um, all three of us had, had been sidemen for other people and so forth. So we had our feet firmly on the ground as far as kind of knowing our way around but we hadn't got a rec we had not gotten a record deal yet. We, you know, all of those types of things. So once you, you know, you kind of put your sound together and you become this sort of like, that's your sound, you know? So it was a country rockabilly. Uh, it was a rock show, full on high energy rock show, which I loved about it because I love when people come up and go, I didn't even like country music until I came and saw this show. So in the beginning, I would say that it was a little bit more, um, you know, kind of, there was this sort of specific sound that we were always going for. Um, over to, over the, you know, over time, I think part of what sort of pulled us apart creatively is that I wanted to expand on our abilities. I wanted to showcase the fact that we could really sing and not just sing a whiskey drink and, you know, country swing kind of fun type of song, but that we could 
dig down deep and um, we had, you know, there's a lot of range to, to, to play with there. And I wanted to showcase our harmonies and I wanted to put a ballad or two out and, and showcase that side of us as well, a softer side. And the guys didn't really, that was, they were like, Hey, if it ain't broke, don't fix it. And they didn't really, you know, want to go that direction. So I, that's what got me to start to think in those, one of the many things that was part of the ingredients of, of me um, making my exit. And so now, you know, when I stepped out at, uh, of Trick Pony at the very, very last bit of, of um, 2006, um, I think it was like this December 18th, I think was our last show. So it was right before Christmas. And January 1st, I sat down at, at my kitchen, the bar, you know, area in my kitchen in Franklin, Tennessee. And I, I, I just made a list on, on New Year's Eve, on New Year's Day. And the first day of 2007, I'm just writing down in order exactly what I want to do and how I want to do it and who I'd, who would be my dream team to work with mm. from production to managers. And I went in order and I started making calls and little did I know I started getting yeses. And so that began to, to open up my brain, my heart creatively to say, okay, I can kind of do whatever I want here. I'm not, I'm not in, in this sort of niche sort of thing um, where I'm expected to sound a certain way. I can do whatever I want. And so I started writing for that record and out of that came, I wrote, uh, co-wrote Johnny and June and, and I wrote a, a, a lot of tunes on that first solo record and uh, got to work with Tony Brown and just a, a slew of stellar players and and wonderful team uh, from label to management to you name it so i you know that got the that got the ball rolling and as time has gone on since since that came out in 2008 that record what am i waiting for came out things have changed i feel like in from a, from the radio standpoint and from artist standpoint and from maybe your standpoint I think that the colors or the boundaries, especially in country music, have been so blurred that there almost aren't any boundaries anymore. Um, and so I love, I, I love the fact that I can put out what ultimately, if people want to box, you know, put it in the box, if, it's, if it makes them feel more comfortable to call it an Americana record, I kind of think that's where it fits because it's the Barfly Sessions, this new music that I'm making, is so diverse and it's it's all based on my influences and i felt absolutely zero um like the sky was the limit i could i could just you know i could write whatever i wanted i could go dig as deep and go as dark and um you know have you know get get as soulful and some the, the bluesier side of my voice i really got to play around with my voice a lot on this record so i've I've progressed over the years from trick pony, you know, doing a certain thing to stepping into my own thing to where I am now to where, uh, I don't know that there are any boundaries for, for me. I mean, you're probably not going to be hearing me sing an opera song anytime soon, but, um, music is, should not have to be boxed in. I think I kind of feel the same way. Like 
Willie Nelson does or Ray Charles and people like that, that they just kind of follow the music and have always kind of just done what, um, what felt natural to them, what felt good to them and their audience. And, and one last thing I'll mention is that I think to the, the, the flip side of, of what I just said about boundaries and country music particularly, is that um, is, even though I'm singing the blues and that comes very, very natural to me and, uh, and writing these songs and, and stepping over into my Etta Jamesy soulful side and all of that, I've always been, you know, proud to be a country singer. I've, I've came up in that world, uh, rodeoing and four, you know, 4-H girl, all of that stuff. So what I don't want to see happen, and it will break my heart if it stays this way to where country music loses its identity because they've, they're, they're literally so, so few boundaries that we're now hip hop, we're rap, we're pop, we're rock, we're this, we're that. We're so many things that we might be one of the only genre, you know, country might be one of the only genres that um, I just don't want to lose the purity of, of some, you know, of, of some of the things that I hold so dear. And I think that we all hold dear in country music is the sound of a steel guitar, a real, a great, well-written country song. I really appreciate you sharing all that. And, and I will say, um, I watched the, the CMA awards, um, you know, a short time ago. And <clears throat> to your point about the boundaries, I was, I was kind of surprised, but number one, I, I wasn't as familiar with some of the acts as I have been in years past. Right. And it just seems like I know Nashville has, has always been fickle and, and sometimes somebody's here today and, and gone tomorrow. And even right. though I may still have their CDs, you haven't heard them on the radio for a while, but I kind of had that same feeling. Like what exactly is, I couldn't really tell what a lot of the performances were. And then they bring Charlie pride out and he performs and I'm like, Oh yes, that's what it was. That's country right there. That that's the epitome of country right there, and, you know. And I, I'm I'm definitely not a hater. I don't walk around dogging anybody else's music or anything like that. And that's you know, if I'm I'm like you know, there's no there's no need for any of that. I'm 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 not trying to naysay. Um, it's really just simply kind of a matter of principle, and and it's. You know, I kind of feel like it's almost a little ambiguous because I'm on one hand I'm saying there shouldn't be any boundaries, and on the other hand I'm saying, but let's keep country country. <laughs> so I get how that can be a little confusing, but I think for for those of us who truly do love country music, the country music that's on my records as I go throughout my career, there's make no qualms about what it is. That's country music, and and so you know. It, it just comes natural to me and that's, you know, it's what I love. Um, but when I hear certain things that are coming out, I'm the same way. I just kind of go, why is this in this particular, this, there's like nothing country about this song. From lyrically to vocally to instrumentally, instrumentally. And so that's a little disheartening sometimes. And, and I don't mind saying, you know, hey, I, I love me some country music. so. Um, I, just for the sake of the people who pay, paved the way for all of us, you know, all the way back, um, 
Now, I, I think that I wonder um, what they would say. Country music fans to me are so loyal. Oh, completely. They so are. I think for perfect. that reason, you know, it won't get lost. I mean, I think you're right. I think the lines are blurred right now, and and people always try and reinvent themselves or you know maybe cross crossover or whatever but right. I, I i think that because people are so loyal to the to the genre it will stick around and I'm, I'm glad to hear you say that too i i think so too and it's always we've always had our ebbs and flows music in general has always had its more polished kind of decades and then it will slide back into more of a rough and raw authentic sort of sound and then it'll slide back, you know, into more polish again. And that's kind of been the way it's been since back in the day, you know, when um, Owen Bradley and all, you know, those guys were making records with orchestras and so forth. And, and I remember, you know, reading so many books and hearing the stories about how they thought that was pop at that, you know, they were, they were changing country music by God. So, you know, why wouldn't we continue? Why wouldn't we continue to do the same now? Um, but it's just important to me to, uh, I don't know, just to know who you are. I guess that's, that's where it, it all comes down to is, you know, I feel like as long as I just keep doing what I'm doing and as long as the music's still in me and, uh, you know, and I still have the desire and the hunger to, to, to fight the good fight and get out there and um, and get it to the people and hopefully get to, to begin touring again uh, this coming year, of course. Uh, that's a huge component for me because like you mentioned earlier, Bill, you know, the live, the live component for me is, it's really important. I'm probably as comfortable, I'm, I'm com comfortable probably in two places more than any other place and one is on stage and one is on a horse so I'm like I'm just comfortable on stage I feel like it's home and you know like everybody that's there like we're all here to have a good time and and take take you on a, a journey a ride and um, so that's a big part of my my career that I think most of us who are touring artists are really missing and uh, we'll never, ever take for granted, for sure, because, you know, we know what it's like not to get to do that. So uh, it's important for me, though, for people to get the visual so they can see what kind of, you know, how it all plays out. Like, how can, you know, she play this thing over here and then turn around and play this Texas shuffle over here and then turn around and play. And yet it all sort of works. And um, so, yeah, you know. I'm, I'm, I, I think as long as the music keeps coming and as long as I'm writing good songs and, and finding great songs, um, the, the big change I'm going to make from the past is not letting anybody ever hold me back or limit me on how much music, if, if I want to make a record every year and put new music out, I'm going to do it. So 
summer, but I see it brings me right back to how it used to be. Well, it's over. inspiration and the songwriting process like for you? I am constantly looking around at billboards, reading something, hearing a line in a movie or some something that somebody said to me and whew, I kind of like chalk it and stick it back there in my mental Rolodex and then put it on my phone later so I don't forget it. Because rule number one, if you wake up in the middle of the night and you have like the best idea on the planet and you're just absolutely you're like oh freak I, there's no way i'm gonna forget this in the morning i mean it's three hours from waking up i'm totally not gonna and then you wake up and it's gone um so i always know when i get a good idea or a great like direction towards an idea um to write it down i love writing you know writing ideas down writing towards something um and then when I've got that idea in mind, usually the, the, the words themselves, whether that, you know, whatever the, t the hook is, the title is, or if I'm writing towards a title, that will kind of naturally push you towards a type of melody. Like this sounds bluesy. Uh, I think I want to play this real swampy. And so you start messing with that. And then boom, a melody starts to arise, you know, to, to, to come together and something cool happens. And then instrumentally, that just sort of falls into place. Um, I tend to write a little bit more on guitar than, than piano, so, um, and I, but I love the, di the, the difference. I love the fact that I'll write different mm. and find different chordings uh, and uh, different ways of putting uh, phrasings on piano than I do on guitar. So that's fun. And sometimes it's, it's something as simple as literally like grabbing a harp and I've got uh, a, a melody, like a quick little, like, um, like, start humming in the shower to that and I'm like you know ooh, this feels funky and I can hear the I can hear this soul these soul voices coming in on it you know so that's how it can, it can start as authentic you know is is naturally and simple as a riff a little lick or it can start with an idea and a, a hook and uh, and then you just kind of go from there the key is to always be looking and always keeping your ears open 
Heidi, your passion is palpable yeah. for music. Uh, I mean, you are, you know, you can tell you're chomping at the bit. The monster drink. I'm hyper, I'm hyper, and now I'm hyper. <laughs> well, listen, I, I mean, it's, it's just been such a treat to have you here and, and really kind of get, people like to feel like they're in the inner circle and they yeah. like to feel like, you know, they're part of something special. And I definitely think that when everyone hears your new album, that will qualify uh, in that category because you are doing your thing and with great, great people, you're all multi-talented. You spoke of others, but you are as well. And uh, we're excited to close out the show tonight with one of your songs from the Barfly Sessions. Yes. I might just surprise you. I'm going to surprise <laughs> you. Yeah, yeah. I'm surprise you know all the audience. I'm not sure which one to, which one to pick at this point. So no surprises. I need something off the Barfly Sessions. I hope you love it. No, we will. Heidi, we're looking forward to it, and I appreciate you surprising us. And before uh, Rosie closes us out, I just want to say one last thing that just hit me, and I, I meant to say this earlier. Mm -hmm. I feel bad about that day in Kenosha with the Crown Royal, and you didn't get any. So the oh, next I time I see you, I'm bringing some. <laughs> Bill, I'm, I wish my only regret is we didn't get to didn't get to cheers one together, but. Um, yeah, I was endorsed by Crown for quite a few years, so I um, I think that might have been the time we were dri driving around in a big purple bus. <laughs> yes, you were. Yeah, so th there was plenty of Crown. There was never, never, we were there was never a shortage of whiskey, um, and there still isn't actually uh, in on my bus, but. You're welcome anytime. Both of you always Aww. are welcome. Anytime I'm anywhere you are, uh, just come knocking and come on up and share. We will. We will. And we hope it's sooner rather than later and, and yes. things get back to normal. You know, and I mean, albeit there's been a lot of positive things since the pandemic, but it will be nice to get back to normal. So on those lines, to all of our viewers, ladies and gentlemen, Heidi Newfield. Well, I ain't been around that long, oh, but I've done my fair share of living. I had my ups and my downs, my long way rounds, more than a time or two. But of all the loves I've stolen, Gambled or given There's just three things Oh, just three things That I know to be true And now I'm telling you Hearts break To those eyes as pretty as 
an evolution. I felt myself going down. I knew I was gonna drown. Oh, but I kissed you anyway. Now I ain't blaming you. How could I blame you when I set this whole thing in motion? I just want you to know what I wish I'd known back on that sunny Sunday. Bye.